Welcome, 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 welcome to the comic. What's going on, nerds? This is Mike. This is Bill. And this is the Comic Zone live. We're live streaming right now. Today is what, Tuesday the 16th? Yeah. And uh, we got our good buddy Zach Custard with us today. What's going on, my man? Another day in paradise. I actually have to compliment you on that uh, that intro. <laughs> it got me feeling a little jazzed up. I'm, yeah. I'm all about that. MC yeah, Virus hooking it up. Yep, shout MC out to Virus, you. no Hook, kidding. Hooking up the beats for us there. Absolutely. Yeah. Kid's got a talent for sure. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. <clears throat> um, So today we're going to talk... Our nostalgic movies, movies that we loved either growing up or... Just make us feel like movies, a kid again. Yeah, movies that stuck with you that you watched a lot. Um, if you quote it all the time, you can put a t-shirt or make a bumper sticker out of it, you know? But we're not we're not talking like stepbrothers kind of movies. Like, yeah, last whatever, time I heard that, I we, fell off my dinosaur. Like, I mean, that, <laughs> that was like when I was in college, so that doesn't... Okay, so that... That, that, trip, that doesn't be nostalgic for me. Right, right, we're okay. We're originally talking being nostalgic, but what is that? It really depends on how old you are, even where you grew up. Absolutely. You know? And Absolutely. I got a bottle of Buffalo Trace. Absolutely. Oh, and he's for everybody. Uh, he's pouring it up. Look at Mike. Yep. Good lord, professional bartender over here. What a guy. Before we get started, um, before we get into movies and everything, though. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate that. Let's jump in to check this shit out. We got a little bit of news coming up this week. Um, a lot of cool stuff coming out. Uh, new streamings. What did you had something? So I'm just excited about the new Banner of War is concluding. So this is Donny Cates' comic book story about um, Thor and Hulk coming together. Um, without spoiling it anything, it's just like a battle royale and kind of a whole new level. Now you and say the conclusion is coming out this week. So it's a comic book five-part series by right. one of my favorite authors so you, know, you say coming together are we talking like pitted against each other or right. actually oh dude yeah, yeah. So no that is gonna be that's gonna be awesome that's almost like a like a wolverine uh deadpool combination you it is, know yeah I mean? classic like, battle yeah. yeah of all all ages so absolutely i can't wait for that so it's a five part i think five or six and um it's pretty epic do you want a spoiler? Do we need a little spoiler for it? Mm, boy, I don't know. I don't know. So Thor becomes empowered with the power of Hulk, the gamma radiation. Oh. And Hulk becomes empowered with a Thor. god, a god power. So, they, so is it like Thor Banner or yeah, Thor uh, or Hulk? Um it's that's kind of confusing. Um as far as Hulk because Hulk is kind of a giant robot controlled by Bruce Banner. It sounds really confusing, but in the comic, it's really cool because he's able to tell three different stories all at the same time. Wow. So you get, I mean, it's very Inception describing it being like, what the fuck is really happening? <laughs> yeah. But on on paper, it works. You got to kind of just let go and stop, you know, let go of any reality or anything like yeah, that. You, you really got to stop analyzing it to its core and just exactly. you know, let it let it be how comics were intended to be. 
uh, and just go along with the story through the highlights. Yeah, stop questioning and, a man that can fly or has you know powers of a yeah. spider. You know, yeah, of course, absolutely. That's that's why we that's why we're in love with comics is because it's uh, it's it's not reality. You know, <clears throat> on top of that, uh, the latest issue of House of Slaughter, latest issue of. Something is killing the children. Uh, Silver coin and Berserker are all out now. Yep. Wow. Uh, so we need to do an episode on the Berserker once it finishes. So there's one more, number ten, right? Uh, I, there's nine. I'm not just entirely came out. sure how many they're going. So that's. Um, I think there's. It feels ten, like ten one would more. be the latest issue. Because I think I have nine still, or nine's the newest, or. But either way. That should be once once the once they wrap up that storyline, we need to kind of yep. do a, just do a whole episode on, on, that. on that. Just do like a full recap on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great story. Um, if you haven't read it, you should check it out before we get into that episode. Or very bingeable. Or yeah, that's one you just want to read straight through. It's get, hard to get the whole. Hard, hard to put it down. Well, yeah, and you know, comic issues go quick. You can read one and. 10 15 minutes and then you're waiting another month for the next one so it's like perfect it's definitely, so definitely one of those you want to here i'll take it that'll definitely be one that uh i'll have to pick up because i i, I know about uh the berserker but i haven't uh i haven't i haven't actually picked it up so it'll be a fun one to yeah, and you know if anything keanu reeves comic right yeah yeah that's yeah, yeah. if so anything you should grab it on digital and read it that way or grab a graphic novel when it's complete available on um, uh amazon i'm I sure yeah, yeah yeah you can get single issues i don't think they have any graphic novels available yet i would wait for it <clears throat> yeah i mean yep. i think getting the whole story be able to pick it up from start to finish would be worth it yeah i think and I haven't, as I haven't seen how it ends, but it hasn't let me down yet. Perfect. Which awesome. I think is hard to say because I can be kind of. Yeah, a, it's a steady burn on that story. a bit of a story. critic is what you're saying. I can be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, I, if, it, if it makes me entertain and it makes me feel like a child again, I'm sold. I mean, that's what it's about. It's kind of being that being that kid again and young and, and don't give a fuck or, or whatever. Right. No. And getting lost in the comic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and as we change to movies, but I think you had some other um, else to talk yeah. about. Check the shit out. Um, also, this week, uh, Dragon Ball Super Superheroes, the feature film, is coming out. Will be in theaters here in Casper. Yeah, um, me, Ted, Chelsea, and Vince are all going to go see that. And uh, then the next day, which is Friday, we will do a an episode of Dragon D's Balls all about that um about that movie so a special episode of our special episodes and i can only imagine that is gonna uh feature quite a few spoilers along yes, with that right? absolutely yeah. uh the, the whole thing will be littered with them so if you haven't seen the movie yet maybe save the episode and come back to it after you're done but we also have more episodes out we just did the frieza saga which came out this week um, just today, actually. So, perfect. Go check those out as well. Absolutely. Got lots so, of content. Uh, diving into uh, you guys want to dive into the movies now? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Who, who, so, who? so as you're the guest again, what we came up just so everybody else knows, we all came with five nostalgic movies that that we love. I mean, that was really the the premise. Six and, for those. Over and we didn't try to define what nostalgic was for either one of us. 
beyond that. So yeah. we wanted to be free and open. And also, if you're watching the live stream, let us know what some of your favorite movies are. And we want to kind of yeah, we want to you too. Yeah, we definitely want to see some comments in there, and we'll get to you um, and talk about some of the movies you put in the comments. That'd be great too. Yeah. Um. So starting off, some, uh, yeah. Keep, uh, so Zach should kick. Yeah, us let's off kick here. it off. Go. What's your first movie in in your five? Yeah, you know, uh, go figure. Just because I had uh, I had all the uh, the apparel, I had bed sheets uh, attributed to this movie. I had pillow sheets. I had curtains that my grandma, you know, handmade for me. Uh, it's gonna be uh, Spider Man. And I mean, that's the, Toby Maguire's. To, to, the, yep, Toby Maguire's oh, Spider Man. Aaron's Aaron Lauman's coming in with Howard the Duck. Oh, uh, that was um, it was weird, but I loved it. The the yeah, that's a crazy movie. I remember watching movie. that when I was a kid, but I mean, it's not something I remember. I remember uh, the mom from Back the, to the, the Future was in it. The duck titties. yep there you go yeah that's that's a highlight of that movie for sure launch pad so spider-man that was on my list as well right um and i figured it would be such that was the movie that and i've said this before on the show but um that was the movie that gave me hope in superhero movies as far as like oh they can make a movie that looks like the comics and it doesn't suck. But it was so not only yeah, not only did it not suck, but it was so true to you know, just the storyline of uh you know, a, a real internal struggle of like yes, I am this superhero, but I also want to continue, you know, living a life as a normal person, but I've been blessed with these responsibilities of yeah, I can do great things, but I don't at some point you kind of as as the trilogy continues, you kind of understand that like maybe he doesn't want to do this. You know, like he was he was picked out of a group of however many people if you if you want to think of it like that and gifted these responsibilities with a good heart and now he has to go out and he has to you know fight crime and he has to do all these things which we see in uh you know the second spider-man where he really struggles with that Mm. internal conflict you know what i mean so i i think that sam rammy did that first film so well so well that like every every scene just sticks with me uh even now you know however many years later I, i i don't actually know when it was uh when it came out but yeah, I watched not... them all when they came out. When No Way Home came out prior to it, and it still held up. The one yeah. thing that bothered they're, they're me not... is how women's were all dan- damsels in distress, right? And, and I the think you and I talked about that part. You know, and help like, me. And, ah, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. all it. You know, and it's like that, that dated it for me. But everything else, I think, really held up. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. I mean, no. the, the cinematography, the CGI, um, and let's not forget. Willem Dafoe. Yeah. My God. What? I actually thought he got even better in No Way Home. I like, agree with you on he that. He was even better as... Uh, it just shows Norman. what a high-tier actor he really is. He really is. Yeah, he no. really took it seriously and got even better. Which like was... some some of the memes that just said that he actually just wandered up on the stage and acted all... acted how he does he was just him and and, you know his obviously one thing that sticks out for me with Willem Dafoe that has not changed throughout the years and I want to say probably 
the decade and a half it's been since he put on the you know the goblin costume is that switch in personality from where you get like Willem Dafoe of and you see it more like the Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde yeah Yeah. absolutely and you see it so much more in uh, No Way Home where he he shows up uh, and if you haven't seen this there are going to be spoilers ahead but if you haven't shame on you by now Uh, no it's it's too late for even hitting the spoiler sound effect you're 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 too late 100 (laughs) percent uh but where he's uh he's in uh, Aunt May's shelter and he's all like, I, I just don't know who I am. And like, you know, I went to my house and somebody's living in my house and Oscorp doesn't exist. And then we go from that and then they're in uh, Happy's apartment. And, you know, Tom Holland is like sensing that something is wrong. And then he, he webs his hand and he's like, eh, that's some trick you have. There, that sense of yours is what he says. And you're just like... <laughs> You yeah, know that man. that role always made me feel like he would have been an amazing Joker too. He would. Oh my! I bet he still could. I bet he, he could. He totally too. could. Yeah. Just if doing they it. did like the three Jokers storyline in a movie. Yeah. He could yeah. be the older Joker. Um, he could, dude. He would be amazing. He would be incredible. I I have no doubt about that. Yeah, that would be. So one thing I've iconic. noticed about just talking about nostalgic movies in general is a lot of these ones that kind of made my list actually end up being remade later on just like spider-man we keep seeing them again and again that not only is nostalgia something that we're fond of but it still makes hollywood money they're still chasing those those dreams those those same stories absolutely there's a reason those they keep remaking those stories they are great stories you know and uh, like one old old reliable as far as like you know Spider-Man's going to do something in the movie theater, like in the box office, you know what I mean? It's like, so luckily we've gotten three really stellar versions of Spider-Man, and we really haven't been crapped on as far as that goes. Yeah. Which Except we for can't... Venom, not Venom, but, but three, the Whoa. Toby Spider-Man 3 with that Venom. Uh, you're, okay, you're right, well, but yeah. an introduction to that, I don't think it was terrible. I don't necessarily in, mean individual movies, just like overall, each. True, I would well, agree. Each collection of Spider-Man movies has been um, not perfect, but great in mm-hmm. their own ways. Yeah, they they all have their own unique sense of nostalgia, and you know, I I don't think you can really shit on uh, Spider-Man three too hard with uh, you know Sam Raimi's uh, idea of that because. It would it would have been an evolution, and it truly was an introduction into his next enemy, if if I'm not mistaken, right? Like, I think that movie could have been better if they would have focused on one villain. Absolutely, yeah. that, that fell that fell prey to that you know trying to pack in as many characters as possible Absolutely. thing. Yeah, and uh, it. And obviously, recasting Eddie Brock would have been a great idea too. Yeah, hundred percent. I I couldn't agree more. So, with those movies, uh, also I want to throw in a tidbit here, uh, which is probably going to go on a tangent for both of you guys. Uh, something I've seen going around the internet here lately has been that uh, the MCU died with RDJ. No, no, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I don't think so. No. Hopefully, he goes into directing. <coughs> that's that's Robert Downey I, Jr. Yeah, he's he, he's he did um, stuff with Sweet Tooth. That was he the did. comic book a- adaptation that went onto Netflix. Yeah, Gr- I mean it was his production company, but I'm still giving him 
credit. He's got his name on the company, so he must have done something right. But um, I thought that one was him and his wife. Or prob- was- yeah, I think so. You're right. Okay, okay. Which is also like James Cameron and his wife, director-producer combo. We, we yeah. had a little bit of chat, and we have similar directors who directed our favorite movies. And uh, movies. and if you're watching, like, I say, like we were saying, if you're watching the live stream, drop your favorite nostalgic movies in the comments. We'll read them off, discuss those as well. Absolutely. If Sean uh, dropped Top Gun, the original. We're actually going to call him up here in a little bit. Yeah, we'd so let, we'll talk about talk that. With, talk with him about Again, that. one of these nostalgic movies that came back again. But was so good for it the was, second time. You know what I mean? Was, like It was super good. I, I saw it in the uh, Chinese theater in Los Angeles, and I cannot tell you what an experience that truly was like to, to see Top Gun uh, Maverick in, in the Chinese theater with the Dolby Atmos and that big ass screen that they have and seeing it with like 15, 1700 people, all the seats full. I mean, it was truly an iconic moment for me uh, as a moviegoer and also just the movie as a whole just blew me away. All right. Got to interrupt. So yeah. Donovan short, Jumped on here and mentioned a classic Blues Brothers. No, he didn't. <laughs> Absolutely. Like Blues Brothers 2000? Oh, no. The original. The original. I'm not even going to. I don't have to ask. The, yes. Yeah, definitely the, the original. Well, I had to Our ask. Chase scene. I mean, come on. Yeah, but knowing Donovan, it definitely would have been the original. That is like so classic. Uh, I mean, it's an unforgettable movie. It really All is. All right. So coming around. I need to watch that one again. Yeah. Your first movie on the list. Oh, my first movie, uh, just because I kind of teased it with James Cameron, the original Alien. Yeah. Sigourney Weaver. And Aliens, the sequel, is is close there on it. Uh, I think it was just a great sci-fi movie that was a horror movie as well. Yeah. Minimal budget. They, you know, they were groundbreaking in what they did for cinematography and and telling a story, you know, with with a budget. And being scary without having to show the monster every scene. Yeah. Right. Suspense. Just suspense. I think it, that it they actually really pl- nailed the suspense yeah, on that Yeah, it actually movie. played on not showing the monster as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Which funny Which enough. Which is kind of a thing in like scary movies back in the day when they were using practical effects and then you only had the budget to show the you know, the whole mm-hmm. thing. Maybe one time at the very end, I mean, and two times max, right? And like a little teaser of it in the middle, and then and then the end. so yeah, Alien was one of the best to pull that off in a scary way, to where you really felt that suspense. You really didn't, you know, like just could you imagine you're trapped on a ship, being on a fucking ship or a space station? You can go literally nowhere, millions of miles be, from home, being stuck with. The equivalent of like a shark with legs <laughs> that Lord. can just climb on anything, that be anywhere, out of your friend's stomach, chest, be, yeah, be silent as like, and you can't, you would, you could, you would be helpless as fuck. That yeah. would be so. What a great movie, and like, what a great idea. And then also trying to, you know, put that influence of like, how are you going to survive? You were forever away from home. Exactly. The, the nearest place that you can get help that you know of is back on Earth, and you are nowhere near that. And the only safe space you know is on this ship. But on that ship with you, mm-hmm. some creature that you would never 
encountered in your life and it wants to kill you well they're (laughs) they're technically the perfect killing machine right like uh almost like a lion if we were to compare it to anything right uh well they are kind of cat-like and just in their grace yeah and their ability to move silently and kill you from basically any angle and catch you off guard for the most part most of the time it catches people pretty much off guard or i mean even when you're like shooting at them there you it's like seems like they're hard to even hit and even if you do they bleed acid yeah so even (laughs) that you're all like well fuck you gotta be careful you make that thing bleed too much you're gonna punch right through the outside of the ship and then depressurize the depressurize the whole thing and be fucked which by the way in what was it the fourth movie um that's how she ends up taking out the uh it's like the hybrid between human and xenomorph. Remember, she like flips. I don't remember if Sigourney Waver like she's like a clone, and her blood has acid too. She flips her blood onto the. Oh, the you're bulkhead. right. I do remember that. And then so it she gets makes cut. a little hole in the window, and it like sucks it through the little hole, bit by bit. Which yep. just reminds me of like that. Maybe that's the third movie. I think it is the yeah, third, but. I did that. Yeah, the third one was really good. I think the first one was a great horror suspense. Yep. The second one was a great military movie. Yep. And then the third one kind of introduced crazy cinematography where they're doing the loop de loo around like the circles when the alien and like a, the point of view of the alien. Oh yeah, and it was, yeah, yeah. That was Always. pretty cool. So what what what's your first movie then? Um, I think um, bringing it back around i mean they, this keeps it kind of on track with what you were saying but the original predator oh uh, uh-oh uh-oh so that's that's one of zach's picks was as that well another that, one? that was that i mean was... not uh-oh but i mean just if great that you guys are we're all on the kind of the same page yeah absolutely i had to say that predator was just a phenomenal and if you haven't seen the new movie prey i would recommend seeing that i haven't seen it but i've seen the logo on hulu and it's fucking, I've, I've, i meant to click on it i think it's really good yeah. i mean it, it's got mixed reviews of course i'm sure yeah that's but personally for me it felt very much like the original movie just um but also you get kind of another perspective as far as like her the main girl in the movie and the predator because the predators coming to earth are always there to hunt the find the toughest challenge they possibly can and be blooded and hopefully come back and be honored it's it's a rite of passage to become a warrior in their culture so this is basically the main female protagonist in the movie she wants to be um, a hunter in her tribe she wants to basically she's looking to go on a hunt where something's hunting her as well something dangerous so she can prove herself and that's that's the new and so they're on series, right her yeah it's not a series it's a movie, movie. but they oh. are basically on the same mission perfect like uh both looking to uh achieve that right of yeah, passage achieve that right of passage and take a step up in their it's almost like a Craven story. Um, Craven the Hunter. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Sorry, I I went to West. Yeah, Craven. Craven. West Craven. <laughs> uh, Spider Man. Well, Craven uh, is a lot like that. That was yeah, why he hunted Spider Man. Was because it was the challenge. It was the challenge. It was never anything personal. Mm-hmm. 
it was always about, ah, oh, he looks was, really tough to kill, so I'm going to try to kill that. It was the conquest. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's incredible. And so technically that movie Prey is the sequel. I'm not entirely sure. They've kind of messed up the whole timeline for me because they're saying in this movie, in Prey, it was it would be the first time a predator has visited Earth, mm. which completely writes off like Alien versus Predator and uh, a lot of the movies that came after the first one. Yeah, absolutely. So do you think that maybe so I they think were... that I think they did like a you know like that Halloween remake or like not the remake but they did like it was like Halloween 20 years later and Jamie Lee Curtis was yeah. but it was like a direct sequel to the first one and they wrote off all the other Halloween movies. Yeah, so, so it, it it's kind of like that which isn't the first time they've done that in Hollywood, you know. They've done that with the X-Men movies which is totally like destroyed that timeline beyond redemption in my opinion you know what i mean no they um i think it's because they have had so many sean is saying uh predator was on his list and it's a prequel and alien versus predator isn't canon anymore yeah yeah that's what i was saying is uh yeah it's we'll uh, definitely not canon because they're they're saying this is the first time a predator has been to Earth, but it's only uh, like eighteen ninety something, so or eighteen seventy something or something like that. So it's not that long ago. And Alien versus Predator, they obviously have like a pyramid under Antarctica that's been there for how God knows you know, how long. a million years or whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. So. It do- doesn't match up. It kind of sucks that, that that stuff isn't canon anymore, but it'd be it's interesting to see if they continue. It would be. And it would be cool if they, like, staged it through time. And so you got maybe, like, 100 years later, and they kept doing it, like, through time and just, like, a new uh, culture as well. They're fighting somebody from another culture, like... Maybe go to Japan and you know see see how they were to deal with the, yeah or you know wherever yeah uh, so actually speaking of like Alien and Predator and all that stuff because uh, you know obviously you had Alien I had Alien Two uh, uh-huh. and really my uh, big that was on your list it Alien, was Alien yeah 2. Alien Two was on my yeah. list because uh, I actually loved um, Bill Paxton mm. so much mm. like. My dad and I, every time that we see uh, Alien 2 or we see Bill Paxton in anything, uh, it is just such a phenomenal uh, character that he plays because he's the comedic relief. He is such an outspoken character to the point where the other characters are like, hey, why don't you shut the fuck up? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so that that for my dad and I was a very nostalgic movie, and we've seen that probably well over 100 times. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think we got Sean on the line here. What up? Maybe. Oh, Uh-oh. there we go. Wrong button. Wrong, there we go. Wrong switch. Wrong switch. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, fellas? Hey, what's going oh. on, Sean? Not much. So you're, so Predator was on your list, too, is one of your top nostalgic picks, yes. too. Yes, it was. And I had to watch the first one and the second one again because I watched Prey with my teenage boys the other day and they were bringing back stuff because I hadn't seen it in probably like a decade. Right. So I had to go back and watch them. 
But yeah, the uh, Alien versus Predator one and two, whatever the second one was called, aren't canon. But yeah, the other, yeah. the other standalone Predator movies are supposed to all be in the same universe. What about uh, Predators? The one where they take them to that game reserve planet? Oh, yep, yeah. that's that movie supposed to be is so yep. fucking legit, dude. That was, that was a good it one. was. But look at the cast. Good grief. Everybody yeah. on that cast that is whole, a star. Dude, that yeah. movie might be the best in the series, honestly, I think. I, I agree. The, I 100% agree. The throwdown between the Yakuza guy, he finds that fucking katana that's like thousand that years old. so sick. And then they throw down like classic, uh, you know, samurai movie style in the middle of the grassy field, you know, with the full moon in the background. And then they end up right. running past each other and killing each other. With one stroke, just so tight. Yeah, that, so tight. that was an Definitely incredible scene, and let alone movie. And I was thinking about this: is like the Predators. Um, it's interesting that they they. It almost seems like they respect humans as equals, even though we are obviously at a disadvantage to them. But they all stay. They keep coming back to hunt us, so they. I, would say, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say equals because think about like hunters, Wyoming hunters. Even you can respect the lion, but you know your gun's going to be more powerful. Well, than yeah, of team. course, yeah. They see us as a challenge, though. So wouldn't more, you yeah, both say that, anything. like technologically, that predators, you know, with everything that they have, you know, they've they've got the infrared uh, sight, they've got that massive fucking rocket on their shoulder. Uh, and aside from their physical ability of being faster and everything like that, if you take away all their technology, they're really not. They're just really durable, strong, fast. Yeah, yeah right. Um, an, an, an intelligent bear, more or less. Yeah. They're, and they would still have the advantage, though. I mean, they would still have that physical advantage. Uh, yeah, um, that's one of the things they show lasers. in Prey. And it's like you said, you don't go hunting a lion without something you know is going to give you the advantage. Obviously, I'm just saying they respect us as uh, their mental equals. Like, we can outsmart them and give them a real fight. Yeah. And not every person, but there is... That's why they go looking. They try to force um, an amazing fight out of somebody. Because you know if you go down and just say, hey, I'm going to start hunting you you might not get that uh, fight-or-flight reaction. Like, most people are going to fight. A lot of people are going to fight and lose, and then you're going to have that one exceptional person that... I'm fucking running. <laughs> ...gives you an insane challenge. Right. Bunker down and hide and... Bunker down and hide, man. Hide, I got I got to run. I got a storm yeah. shelter. I'm I'm barricading myself in. You know, I got food. <laughs> so All right, another... now, I've noticed you guys have been saying Predator has been the oldest movie with the exception of when Donovan said Blues Brothers. But I have a couple of what I would call classics. Okay. To go even, you know what I mean? Uh, first on my list is Superman, Christopher Reeves. Oh, we, shit. When, when we talk about comic book movies, like we had The Incredible Hulk, we had uh, Wonder Woman, we had Batman, but Wonder Woman and Batman were kind of campy. The Hulk was just a little adult. Like, it was less about the grab and smash. There was a lot of things I didn't get as a kid. But Superman came out when I was, like, four or five. And to me, in 1981, those were the most incredible effects. Like, I had no idea how he could fly. I remember how when he was a little kid, like, when they first found him, when his spaceship crashed, and he picked up the back of their truck. I mean, that's a very practical 
special effect to do now. Like, matter of fact, they did a whole bunch of that stuff in Moon Knight. You know what I mean? But like yeah. that was just breaking a barrier for me as a kid. And Sean, I, I just want to make sure that uh, now you fully understand how they did that special effect of making him fly. Oh, of course I know now. <laughs> okay, but uh, again, yeah, drones. Like, <laughs> you mean he wasn't really flying? Oh my god! <laughs> right? Oh my you god! Just ruined it for me, oh, Zach. No. <laughs> It had a really good story I mean, too. The so- the story was solid. Yeah, and it even hel- it still holds up today. I would argue. I mean, yeah. no, it definitely the first, does. The first the the first two definitely. Even the one with uh, Richard Pryor was still funny. The story was that's just a little third bit one, too yeah. far out there. That's the third yeah. one. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, the first two those will, those will be my favorites for the rest of my life. They're on my list. And th- this is coming from a hardcore Marvel guy. Right. And while we got you on the line, we got to mention Top Gun, of course. I knew that's on your list. Hell yeah. Uh, Top Gun is on my list. I would always say that's number one because that one changed my life. Before I saw that movie, I was 11 years old, almost 12. I had no plans at all in joining the military. And as soon as I saw that movie, it changed immediately. Like, like my I'm whole going. life. My life trajectory changed after I saw that movie. And that's why to this day, I don't care what they say about Tom Cruise and Scientology. I don't care how nuts he gets. He is still a premium actor to me. And that movie stands the test of time. Yeah, Like I showed it to my kids and they were like, holy shit, this really is a good movie. It's like, I know. (laughs) And that's what we're really talking about when we talk about nostalgic movies. Movies that made an impact on you. And this one, like clearly, like you said, made a huge impact on your entire life. Um, Definitely. So, so I'm going to go with one that kind of changed my life. Okay. It's my next pick. Pump up the volume. Pump up the volume. Really? With uh, Christian Slater. He plays a renegade DJ uh, that uh, he does That's a fake. right. A fake DJ, a pirate radio station. Yeah. He's like a total nerd outcast at school. But when he's on the air, he's, he's like cool. he's, he's this cool guy. He has this like voice modulator, so he talks in a lower pitch, so you can't tell who he is. No kidding. He's got hard hairy. This I mean, sounds like an eighties movie. Yeah, and uh, and then like some kid commits suicide. He calls the show, but and he gets in trouble, and they cancel this whole show. But how he actually talks to the um, kid who's committing suicide is t- clinically the correct way to do it. Hmm. Wow. So he did. So this kid from a clinical. In, this kid phones into his show, just talking about, "I want, I'm going to kill myself," and he tries to. And and he, and Christian Slater is actually playing the role of a psychologist. What they clinically should do by the book. How serious are you? You have a plan. Mm-hmm. And then testing out, you know, you know, feeling that out, and yeah, he like did that. The waters yeah, that's intense. to see whether if he was just trying to get attention. Or actually serious. So similar to what Sean said about you know him watching Top Gun and uh, you know really altering his uh, his life course or you know really giving him a course in life, I should say, uh, was pump up the volume. Something that did that for you because I know you ended up in radio. Was that kind of like a, a driving force for you? Kind of afterwards, after the thought, you know, yeah. it it kind of reframed, you know, redirected that. Wow. I mean. Really, what drew me into radio was probably the old tapes on radio. Okay. Radio vaudeville shows that are yeah. on the radio, or like the Orson Welles and this. Oh yes. Telling a story with Twilight all the soundscapes, Zone. yeah, the, and Outer Limits kind of. I used to fucking thing. love Twilight Zone. The radio I like Twilight Zone. Oh, just, Bill. Yeah. Yo. Uh, 
but, but before we get off that, remember how you said earlier that a lot of uh, the movies that are on our lists have been remade, which yep. shows that, you know, how, you know, the, the, the love factor, the nostalgia. Pump Up the Volume was remade in either the, I believe it was either the late 90s or the early 2000s uh, with uh, Usher as the main character. Really? Oh, fucking course it was. I didn't know <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Fucking and, course and, it was. And they, they, they definitely changed, because until you mentioned it right now, I thought that was the one you were talking about. And then you and I was like, holy shit, that is a remake. I had forgotten. Wow. That's amazing. I did not know that. That's crazy. <laughs> well, um, we appreciate you uh, jumping on the line with us, buddy. Did you, did you, you said you had some older ones. Did you have any other ones that you wanted to drop real quick? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, and this is this is one of the reasons why I'm a Wu-Tang fan is because I grew up watching these movies, but Five Deadly Venoms. It's the classic martial arts film. It's a cult classic. If you haven't seen it, you definitely need to watch it. Half the uh, sound effects you hear in the first Wu-Tang album came from that film. Hell yeah. It does not surprise me that you would go with a movie like that uh, just because of your love for uh, Wu Tang. So. Well, there's old school. But, 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 but that's super but that's what I'm old. Yeah, oh, there's super like, old school. My love for the Wu Tang, yeah, came from those kung fu flicks. Like I've been watching yeah. those old school kung fu flicks since I was old enough to remember the theaters, going with my dad and going with my uncle. And that's why when the Wu Tang first came out, I was like, I know what that's from. So I mean, you know, getting into hip hop. But the fact that all of the Wu-Tang are either into kung fu movies or they're into comic books, back when that was taboo, you know what I'm saying, in the early 90s, when that was all still considered nerd shit, yeah. it was great to see some inner city guys that were into the shit that I was into no, as I'm, an inner city kid, you know? 100%. I could not agree more with you. I, I Yeah, that's that's awesome, dude. All right, well, one more and I'm going to get off the line for you guys. Yeah. And this is because I know a whole lot of people haven't seen it. Uh, it's one of Samuel L. Jackson's early films. Uh, uh, Gina Davis, The Long Kiss Goodnight. I think it is one of the best movies, one of the funniest movies I have ever seen, and it'll always be in my top five. I that was is... really hoping you're going to say Coming to America. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's funny you say that. Because That's a great movie, it, too, though. It, it is. It is. But it's, I get in this argument all the time with uh, like my, 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 my family members. When, when they mention Eddie Murphy's best movies, Coming to America is always the one that most black people are going to put first. And for me, it's always going to be Harlem Nights. I Harlem believe Harlem Nights, Nights is yeah. fucking amazing. Amazing. Everybody in that film from, you know what I mean? Like the uh, the white dude that's in Goodfellas. Yeah. Like that movie is, Arsenio Hall was in it for five minutes, stole the show. I named my son Harlem partially because of that film so. that is that is like definitely top tier like probably top 10 of all-time movies for me i loved uh harlem nights and you know and what's I so love funny that you know that you know what's so funny is that before i mean you and i obviously go back like you know probably well over a decade at this point yeah. uh yeah. but it wasn't until i started working at the radio station all those years ago and then you started uh telling me you're all like oh you haven't seen harlem nights you got to check it out you got to check it out and right. you you told me that probably for a solid two and a half years <laughs> until i was all like you know what he he finally broke me down Fuck like, all right guy. jesus i'll fucking watch it <laughs> so do you own 100%. it son do you own it Oh hell yeah! All right, I'll need to borrow it. I've never seen it. You gotta check it out. Like it Bring is. Bring it to you tomorrow. All yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't until like two and a half years you finally broke me down, and I was like, "All right, you know what? I'm definitely gonna watch it." I go home one night from the radio station, 
and I sit down and I, I check it out and I'm like, son of a bitch. Cause I didn't want you to be right. I really didn't want you to be right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, then I get to the end of it and I'm all like, well, I'm never going to let him know that he was right, but it is yeah. a good movie. <laughs> well, thank you for finally telling me that made my night. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome. So, so on the chat uh, here, um, Vincent was saying that his first movie he ever remember seeing was Bambi. Yeah, that's my uh, my Get stepdaddy. Get out of here. <laughs> he said, out of here. been on the podcast plus, before. Plus, we got my mom in the chat says hi, and Steve. What up? What's up, everybody? What's going uh, on, guys? We really love you guys for watching. Um, so Vince with Bambi. Can we? So just... that's that's the list, huh? Sean, oh, I think he, he th Oh, did we lose him? I guess he bounced. Okay. All right. All right. Anyway, moving on. So next, I think uh, I next think movie next. on. No, you've only done one. He only did one too. All right, all right. Yeah, I've I've only done one. I just Let's uh, just all point at each other like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Not Zach. Go ahead. Next uh, movie. Yeah. So I had a special recommendation for Alien Two, and that's where I uh, gave a shout out to Bill Paxton. Um, my next one. Oh man, it's gonna be tough. It's it's between two. I'll say The Punisher with uh, John Travolta. Oh God, that's a great movie. That is a phenomenal movie, is it not? Yeah, that was a good movie. I just watched it like two I weeks ago. The guy who plays Punisher, what's his name? Uh, I don't, I don't actually know his name, but, but it, the, the fun fact about him is, like, before that, he had played Punisher in some animated films mm -hmm. on top of like video games and shit. Yeah, so it was big on his bucket list. It definitely to was. play a live action Punisher. Um, he nailed it. I think I'm he really did up. too. Oh, think, thank you. Yeah, what is his name? We really need his name. Um, um, but he doesn't necessarily look the part. Mm -mm. But I mean, he is so dedicated to playing Frank Castle and doing it justice that it comes across across really well. That's actually uh, another character that has been cast really well, like almost every single time. Yeah. Um. Even in Punisher Warzone, I forget the guy's name who played in that one. Was Thomas that... Thomas Jane is the first Punisher. Okay. Thomas Jane. Yeah. Yep. And somebody who's an admin or somebody. Oh, really? It's probably Sean now that his Facebook it, it, thinks it, it, it's it, yeah. yeah nice. Yeah. But um, and then the guy, he's actually in the Thor movies and shit. He was one of Thor's. As guardian buddies, um, oh, you're talking about like the big Viking dude with the massive with, beard. Yes, and yeah. so he was the Punisher in Punisher Warzone, and he played another, like a kind of a different version take of, on it. Yeah, but he was much more convincing in the looks. He looked like a hardcore badass motherfucker. Yeah, Ray Stevenson was the best. You Vincent know, Pagano says. So as far as the movie you were talking about. Yeah. One of the best scenes in that movie is when he is in the apartment. That Oh my big, God, you're talking the about the Russian, Russian. The big Russian guy with the striped yeah. t-shirt. Now, this is important because this is actually uh, something from the comics. That fight actually went down in the comics and they really did it justice. And then the boiling water to the face. It was such a beautiful... Uh, <laughs> It was such a beautiful fight oh. scene. Uh-oh. Layla disagrees. Layla she, she, obviously has, has some better, opposition to better this. better opinions on, on fight scenes. Hi there. Come sit down. Um, your chair. But no, the, um, the overall just movie still remains with me from, from the point where he's out, you know, 
that first scene where he's undercover and then he shoots it's been uh, it's been a little while but yeah so yeah the movie starts out and like he's undercover and uh john travolta's son uh along with that skeevy guy i can't remember his name but it's his son's best friend uh they are doing this uh gun deal uh, i do believe or it might be a drug deal and uh Obviously, they're selling to Frank Castle undercover, mm. and then they all take him down. And in the midst of that, John Travolta's son uh, gets shot. And it wasn't by Frank Castle, but they blame him for it. And so, like, he retires after that. They go out to the, you know, him and his family go out to this beautiful, you know, uh, amusement like, park, isn't it? No, 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 no. It's it's a it's a beach. It's like a. Or no, I'm thinking of the comics and the series. And the yeah, because yeah. I'm thinking so, of the merry-go-round. Yeah, right. But yeah. this is like they they're they're out on this beautiful beach, probably in Hawaii somewhere, and uh, then John Travolta sends his guys and be like, "I want this motherfucker dead," and then they finally, you know, find and slaughter his entire family. They shoot him on the dock. They blow up the dock because there's a gas station for fueling up boats on the dock. And uh, miraculously, he survives. Uh, and then he comes back and totally destroys John Travolta. Yeah, it's a really great movie. Great take on the character. Yeah. Great casting on Frank Castle. Somebody who respected and wanted to do the character justice. Correctly, yeah. Um and it's a shame it didn't get to continue. He could have been great in the MCU, is but we also have. Been, but I mean, come we on. also have uh, what's his name? Something. John Burn uh, Burnthal. Burnthal. Yep. John Burnthal, who is so, now the new Punisher. So he is really great. I liked him a lot. As I loved the him. Netflix, series. and that's what I'm saying. Is like good. I don't think the Punisher is somebody that's been miscast, unless you go back to. Who played him? Dolph Lundgren at one point? Yeah. And that maybe wasn't amazing. But like other than that, every other iteration of him. And Punisher Warzone is a fucking cheese dick movie. It's super corny. and Thank you for admitting shoot, that. Shoot, <laughs> it's a shoot 'em up uh, ridiculous movie, but it's great. Yeah. I mean, kind of like the old movies that we were talking about. You know, uh, what was it? Uh, it might have been AVP. Or maybe was it Predator 2 you were saying was a totally uh, military movie? Uh, Aliens. Aliens. Aliens 2. So, yeah, I mean, it's well, it's it's like one of those where it's just nothing but, you know, shoot them up, kill them. You know, we're, we're all about the special effects. It's, and It's all about just blood spatter and... Yeah, absolutely. Bullets. I think that was to step it up in that movie specifically. They just wanted to show... Um, that the aliens were a little more unstoppable than in the first movie. You yeah. now you have a squad of well prepared soldiers that still can't handle this. Right. Know? So Netflix has the the movies we loved documentary. And yeah. Aliens is on there, and it talks about the production of the whole. Uh, you mean the movies that made us? Oh, sorry. Yes. The yeah. Movies that made us. A great series if you so, haven't watched it. And it just talks about like how much of like a shit show a lot of these early movies were to put together just that no is budget like such and... a running trope in that is like mm -hmm. they're it, like this almost didn't even happen this almost didn't even happen every day it's like every movie they're like mm -hmm. we had to fucking fight tooth it like home alone that I, episode I, was I did, really I interesting. that one i saw the um uh, RoboCop episode. Oh so yeah, my speaking, God. Speaking, speaking of the nostalgic movies, yeah. if you haven't watched that show, go watch it, man. It's so good. Yeah, it's it's. it's I buy that and the, for and a the dollar. And the toys that made us. Oh, RoboCop. 
That's what uh, <laughs> uh, MC Virus was saying that that a uh, couple episodes ago. Yeah. Which, by the way, we did a show on Wakanda Forever. If you haven't checked that episode out, go check it out. Yeah. Uh, that's a really great episode. That's solid. Um. So I'm next, right? Yeah. What's your What's next on your list? I am gonna go with Pulp Fiction. This movie, this movie made a massive impression on me as a kid. Um, I wasn't even allowed to watch it. You know, I had to like hide outside the room, peek around the corner. So we watched it after homecoming dance in like senior year in high school. This movie changed my eye. I was into nothing but like cartoons and shit until this movie, and it changed my idea of like what a good movie could be as far as like live action it was so different from anything else i had seen before it um a different take on like a gangster more gritty movie and i was so in love with it that i've probably seen that movie more than a hundred times so it's the only movie i've ever seen that kind of broke into pop culture that really broke like linear storytelling storytelling apart yeah i mean in in more fragmented ways ways than i've seen anything else it's where you start with the end of the movie and work your way way to the beginning even more than that though like how old are you by the way just Uh, 38 38 okay so you got you're you're a decade older than me i'm not even gonna say that but (laughs) (laughs) yeah bill's you know, Say, oh, damn near sixty. He's I'm, he's working his I'm way. Um, but I was gonna say something that actually I can say equivalates to your feeling of that movie would be uh, the Grudge for me. Like the Grudge was. Uh, oh, that's. When did that? That's a horror movie. It's it's a horror movie with a uh, a girl who, well, technically a little boy. Oh who's, oh oh! Hold on, uh, you're grounded for. Watching Pulp Fiction, it appears you've just been called out by uh, by your step pops there on on. Uh... Oh, <laughs> I'm in trouble now. Yeah, my mom's watching, so she knew I watched it when I, when I wasn't supposed to. Uh, Mike's you know, grounded for the next two weeks. I guys. think I could deal with it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I thought The Grudge was a very uh, uh, prolific horror movie for me and my family. It could have been because my dad had. Uh, no sense of what was appropriate for us at that time and it was definitely a rated r movie not the best horror movie that i've ever seen but at my age probably around nine or ten horrified the ever-living shit out of me i even to this day i won't watch it not because it's a it's probably more now because it's a shit movie um but when i was younger man i had nightmares for a long time that's actually one of those movies that was you know a japanese film first and then they adapted it and remade it in america they did that a lot with like horror movies yeah they did um i'm sure that happens a lot with movies period i wonder you know what i mean like how many movies shows whatever you know come from that that we see now have actually you know our rehashings of something that did really well somewhere else yeah, and then we don't even know about it. You're it's right. Just, it just they just stripped it out and put right. something else, put a different skin on the top. You know, you could change your IP address for 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 Netflix, Netflix, or get like a private uh, a VPN, VPN, and uh, then you could just see all their shit. Yeah, um, <laughs> which would actually give you an insight to what movies have been, you know, duplicated or what shows have been duplicated or dubbed in the American version. Well, not even dubbed. They like read 
shoot the movie with different actors and everything. Right. Um, Before we get too far away from Pulp Fiction, that movie, uh, not only did that, I love that movie, but it also started me on my path to just being a really huge Quentin Tarantino fan. Oh, my God. In my eyes, he can do no wrong as far as movies go. I don't. You can't tell me shit about like which movies suck and which ones don't because I think they're all great. Yeah, I think you're absolutely. Uh, there's not one Quentin Tarantino movie that I dislike. However, I will say that sometimes he seems to go a little bit over the top uh, as far as uh, so. One movie that comes to mind would be uh, Django: uh, The D's Silent uh, <laughs> with the uh, with the blood and all that. Not even the blood. I think it was just the the over pronunciation of like, uh, you know, like the the gunfire, and then when you do the gunfire, like it shoots somebody back like ten, fifteen feet, and you're all like, mm, that's not fucking real. It's supposed to be it. Well, yeah, it's supposed to be over the top. It's supposed to be, uh, you know, like those grindhouse type films or those old spaghetti westerns where they did all that extra. You overact, and it's it's you, you could be it's right. all it's all a nod to that kind of thing. He's a huge, just film buff in general, so he is always making nods to old cinema and yeah, the you're, ways you're they right. did things. It's like on that lesser film, you had to, you know, over exaggerate your movements or so to have a little more blood like just to so you could see it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You shoot somebody, there's a little trickle of blood. And then they fall down. I mean, it's like Kill Bill when they'd cut a limb off and it would just spray. (laughs) You know, it's just a nod to anime and those over-the-top kung fu samurai movies that um, were so prevalent and that he respects so much. Yeah, so I can appreciate that, 100%. Uh, But yeah, Quentin Tarantino, definitely. And funny enough, I didn't see Reservoir Dogs. the Reservoir Dogs is great. Probably till I was yeah. like 24. And I can't believe, after seeing that movie, I cannot believe it took me 24 years to watch it. Like, it was... Well, you even watched Jackie Brown. Yeah. Jackie Brown's an amazing movie. Yes, it is. Um, you know, one of... I think that might be his first. Okay, your mama says it's over the top and can be putting off and you're so grounded. I don't, <laughs> I don't care if you're 30. Get out of the chat, mother. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, oh, I love that. I love that your mom is still parenting you. At yeah, dude, get get my mom out of here, guys. Comment some movies. Uh, mom, in the, mom, you're in you're, the... you're booted from the chat. I'm sorry. Well, I've got the control. She's staying right where she is. <laughs> so next movie, Bill, what do you got, buddy? Okay, so next movie, I'm going to switch it up and go something a little bit more lighthearted and older. Steve Martin's The Jerk. No, really? Dude, that's so yes. funny. Like somebody was just talking about that with me the other day. And it was almost I had to decide which Steve Martin because it was very close to LA story. Yeah. Is another one just because I mean totally different, but I just had to go with a jerk because there's just so many quotable great movies or moments from that. But I mean Steve Martin I as a my purpose. I mean Steve Martin as an actor has always had like just some phenomenal one liners. This was like his cocaine heyday too. Probably. <laughs> or just after around, yeah. Yeah. When he you know also phenomenal banjo player. Yeah. And I think still, he's actually even got a bluegrass band. He's still yeah, and he's still sane. 
he's still like he's not he hasn't gone totally crazy. Yeah. Like some some actors of that age or just have died off or have Jim died Belushi. off. No, like yeah, I mean Belushi. Would, could you imagine what Belushi could have done like in in today's age? Like him and Chris Farley, like the movies that they would have come out with, uh, their comedic timing, just everything would have been. I mean, just so fucking good, so fucking good. Well, but, you gotta wonder where Chris Farley would be. Would he be clean and skinny now, or would he, you know? Yeah, or would he just? Like, and would he be as funny? Would he be as funny now? Would he? You gotta wonder. Yeah, you gotta wonder. Going along with your uh, Steve Martin thing, though, um, with him being, um, <laughs> you know, the jerk was obviously a phenomenal movie, but a movie that my parents showed me when I was younger was uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh yeah, that was good. Tell one. me, you both tell me the one scene. That sticks out I don't. That movie. I don't think I've ever when seen that. When they're traveling movie. back in the van with the polka. Oh, so that's it, the one that sticks out for that, you? I don't know. That scene, just like with John Candy, kind of. That, that's the right movie, right? No, no, no. Oh, you're thinking he's, of Home Alone, the polka no, 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 king. Of, no, no, no. He's got the cigarette in his mouth, and like Steve Martin's in in the seat uh, next to him. I might and be thinking like of Home Alone, actually. That is Home asleep. Alone. Yeah, that's Home oh, really? Alone. It's when he rides in the van with the, the yeah. polka crew and his. So polka, the answer polka, to your question polka. is I don't remember much about trains, planes, and automobile automobiles. automobiles. Uh, so the one scene that sticks out for me is um, <laughs> it's where Steve Martin, he can't get a car, he can't get a hotel, he can't get anything. And he goes up to the flight attendant or the, the, the car rental person, and she's all like, well, hi there. What can I do for you? And he's all like, and he's been standing, he walked like six miles to get here through like up an interstate and it's been snowing. He's trying to make his way home to Chicago. And I can't remember exactly what he says, but he's all like, you know what you can do for me? You can get me four fucking wheels, a fucking car and a fucking engine. And just like goes off with a list of obscenities to like the sweetest, nicest looking gal <laughs> and like just goes off on her. And uh, then at the end of it, she's all like, and he's like, can you do that for me? And she looks at him and she's like, well, I'm afraid you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> it was just such a great scene in in uh, in comedy. And uh, yeah, if you haven't seen that movie, definitely check out Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. It's fantastic. Speaking of comedies, one that has to go on my list is Caddyshack. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one of the greatest comedies ever made. I think uh, Rodney Dangerfield in there. Yeah. Uh, you know, you buy a hat like that, you get a free bowl of soup. She <laughs> oh. said, but it looks good on you, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? So fucking funny, guys. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, Caddyshack was, was a fucking... That was actually the first movie that I saw my first pair of tits in. Yeah. Can't, can't, uh, undeniable. It was a great movie. Yeah, and the duty scene with the candy bar, you know, the baby Ruth in the pool. <laughs> duty! And he picks it up. Uh, oh, it's no big deal. Dun, fucking dun, Bill dun, Murray. Dun. What yeah. a legend that guy he is. Just takes a bite. Those old ladies start fainting and shit. <laughs> ah! I was like, what? <laughs> like, so many good points in that movie. Uh, and you the know, gopher. Just Chevy Chase yeah. when he's got that chick in his apartment and, you know, he's playing the piano and singing and shit. And you know, that's all like improv. You know yeah, when he, he when he goes to get the, he gets the sparkling water like shakes it shakes up, to, it make up? Her, <laughs> to make her drink and you know 
She finds the check for what seventy thousand dollars. Ah, keep it. Yeah, keep it. It's whatever. And then he goes to take the shot with her, and he's so fucking player in that movie, dude. Yeah, he like throws the line behind him, and he fucking yeah, snorts, snorts the, the salt. salt. <laughs> Drop, you know. Yeah. So or no, he, yeah, actually, he snorts the salt. He he takes the lime, and then he sh- he throws. He the drops shot. the lime in his eye. Yeah. <laughs> Snorts the salt and then, you know, doesn't he throw the shot over his yeah, shoulder? Yeah, he throws the shot over his shoulder. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah. so, and then he starts singing that song. Like, so good, dude. So uh, good. Chevy Chase, what a, what an icon. Him and Bill Murray and Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, uh, I want you to kill all the golfers on the course. <laughs> said, uh, excuse me, but if I do that, they're going to lock me up and throw away the key. <laughs> Not the golfers, the golfers. <laughs> Oh, God, I love that movie, man. He said, oh, we could do that. We could do that, no problem. Yeah, that was a that was a phenomenal flick. Yeah, Bill Murray's amazing in that movie, dude. Bill Murray's amazing in almost anything. All right, next movie, shoot. Uh, oh, real quick, Aaron uh, chatted in with Animal House. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, That's a good one, man. A lot of those old comedies are just, you know. Rodney. And they would not have flown today. Oh, God, no. no you, Especially that's like Animal House or like Revenge of the Nerds. Or Porkies. Porkies. Well, that's, they're Porkies, so rapey, yeah. dude. They're so rapey. Just, dude. Yeah, yeah. Especially like, you know, Porkies, Animal House. So rapey. Yeah, a lot of those things would put you on the sex offender list. They they definitely would. Yeah. Um, my next movie pick is uh, actually, shout out to my dad, because uh, this is a movie that him and I talk about frequently. It is The Fifth Element. Oh, fuck. That's like one of the best movies ever made. Ever made, right? I love that movie. And I've probably seen it. Uh, I love your taste, man, I gotta say. Thank you. Thank you very that's much. A, that's a, maybe one of the best sci-fi movies ever, 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 ever. There's a reason Blade why Runner. I kept it till dead last. I think it's better than Blade Runner. Oh, don't you say that. I did. I'll say it again. It's better. Scott and I are going to come kick your ass. Well, you know what? (laughs) Mike's got a buddy because I'll kick your ass on that one. Fifth Element, 100%. I'm not dissing Fifth Element. Fifth Element's so great. And Mila Kunis. Yep. Uh, Or no, Mila Jovovich. Jovovich, yeah. Mila uh, Mila Kunis is hot too. Yeah, 100%. But then, uh, um, shit, uh, Bruce Willis. Come on, man. Like he was, he was coming off his Pulp Fiction uh, run. That's, that's one of his best movies. It's gotta be, man. You know, Corbin Dallas. Uh, Die Hard, huh? Die Hard is his best movie. Absolutely not. Yep, Die Hard. No. That it's was a, his first. It, that was his introduction to movies. But he's almost the same character. No, in, well, yeah, okay. And and yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But in Fifth Element, he actually gets to branch out a little bit. He's not necessarily the same character. I feel as though that character is drastically different from a Die Hard or a Looper or, I mean, anything else. Looper's great, too. Looper's a fucking phenomenal I just watched that again, like, a couple months ago. So fucking good. Yeah. I mean, him and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt just... Well, yeah, and the way they used... They used the the subtle CGI on the younger guy's face to yeah. like put uh, subtly put Bruce Willis's features because they already look alike a little, a little bit. But, but then, then he they added a little bit with the CGI and stuff to make him really look like a young version of. Bruce Isn't there Willis something Bruce. like that with uh, Will Smith? Yeah, yeah uh, they did Gemini that. Man, Gemini Man. Man. Yeah, but that was like they took an actor 
and like deep faked it deep faked it hard yeah that i didn't see it looked like a decent movie though i don't think i've seen either one of those but you should watch looper it's good i remember i remember seeing something by like a trailer yeah you should definitely watch looper i actually did see gemini man and it was it was not a bad movie It it looked okay yeah that movie other movie he did bright Bright was good. Yeah. Uh, where they kind of mix modern, so that was like action movie stuff with like uh, like uh, fantasy, yeah, yeah, fantasy shit. Sean's chiming in. Looper was makeup, not CGI for Looper. Oh, really? It, yeah, it had to have been some CGI. Well, no, they did the contacts in Joseph Gordon-Levitt's eyes. No, I, I get that, but like features of his face. I they feel did, like it, I feel like a lot of it was CGI. I not feel just like they makeup. definitely did a um. Is like, he? Did he look that up? Yeah, did he look Sh- that up? Sean, did you look that up or did you... Uh, I don't know. Because, dude, it looks he like... Reminded, C- it it looks del- like, like a 60-second delay from yeah, when we talked. I'm just one Because it looks like CGI to me, like around his mouth and stuff. They definitely did something more than just makeup. I could be wrong, but... It yeah. Definitely oh, looked- Aaron coming in with a great one. Throw Mama from the train. Throw mama from the chain. Oh, no, I never heard I of that. That was a oh, that was another um, what guy jerk we were just talking about. Steve Martin. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, Sean says yes. IMDb, the nose and the chin were makeup. Okay, okay. okay. Oh, so they were prosthetics. Well, they did then. a fucking crazy yeah. job talking about like aliens. Those were all puppets. Yeah, so, like they Jim were. Henson, yeah, creepy yeah, yeah. ass puppets. That, well, and see, that's where. Like we we've been talking about the MCU and like mm-hmm. them not yeah. using so much, it would be better to see like a mix of CGI practical, and I I think the balance between the two, if you go too heavy CGI, it can look kind of you know cheesy and crazy, um, but I mean you can't you almost can't go wrong with practical effects, and I think Star Wars at least like. Or like, That's a good you know, example of getting the mix. They're getting a good balance. We're talking like a Book of Boba Fett or um, Mandalorian. Mandalorian. I, I think a better example would probably as far as Boba Fett was. I think a better example would probably be like uh, would be like the Falcon and Winter Soldier show. Yeah, yeah. It's like a seamless. Uh, you know, we have your practical, you have your CGI, and they just seamlessly go together to where you don't notice. So you brought up Book of Boba Fett. What a horseshit TV show. It was okay. Oh. It was okay. It was a little filler at times. A lot filler. It just the problem with a lot of the Disney, it's like they stack the best stuff at the beginning and the end, and the stuff in the middle is just mm. And they did the same thing with Obi uh Kenobi. Yeah, Kenobi a was bit. a lot like I think that. it was I think yeah. it was a little bit better, but yeah, I mean, especially when we talk about special effects or all the all the money that goes in it's all in the beginning and, and when end. you're standing next to something like the Mandalorian like come on you got to I mean, you got to do a little better than than that yeah and the Mandalorian was just flawless yeah it was amazing really great was it though it wasn't really? flawless but it was the best showing from from I mean, the Star from Wars series franchise. a lot of times we're critical of Disney's being too kidsy yet this but Mandalorian was mm-hmm. they, the Gorku. Grogu. Grogu was that's very forgivable. sellable. That's that's very. So when is it forgivable? What makes that forgivable? 
Because and the story was else. well told all the way through. It, it was. wasn't it wasn't a poorly hashed out story. And I feel the other though, ones feel like they were uh they went, Oh, that did really well. Let's write something else that can, you know And kind of seems like pushed like together. It, yeah, it feels like they took their time writing the Mandalorian, like they Oh they did. They had the time. And so and now so that's the gauntlets. Yeah, been... then they saw the success of that and they went, Oh shit, let's hurry up and pump out some more exactly. shit. Exactly. And it is... didn't get the time and care. So Vince says, How would it have done without Gorku? Grogu. Grogu. There you Why go. Why you I keep got saying you. it all? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do that. Because I want to say Goku. Uh, yeah. That's that's where my, my how, how would it have I... done without Grogu? Maybe not as good just because it wouldn't have drawn in those casual watchers, but I think it would have done fine. I don't think it would have. It had that L, but see, no, I'm see, actually the, with Bill because see, it needed that emotional connection for not even not even the casual viewer, but it also needed it for um, long term, you know, Star Wars fans to be like. But that's Wait, the thing the is, is, like, is Grogu was written into that as a part of like a piece of the story, not to carry it. That's I think that's a very good. Point. That that is a great. I point. think that I think. It's not like a lazy carry. It's a he just happens to be cute and is a big part of what they were doing in the story. That's why it worked. But um, I think what it wasn't like point, he was. It wasn't like they wrote the story and then was like, oh, we need something cute. Let's I, put that I, in there. I would actually disagree with you on that because I think Vince's point might be that, uh, you know, Grogu was the target. He was. He was. That's the what target. I'm saying. That's so what I'm like, saying. I mean, if you don't have him as a target, I mean, obviously you could have gone with another target, but it always would have been the Mandalorian going after his next bounty, going after this this next person. And obviously you you obviously would have had to incorporate that person, that target into the overall story. And this was my point with uh, Kenobi. And it's like they tried to redo the same thing with that Leia. Leia. Yeah. And it's like that story could have been told. That's one that could have been told without that. Like, I agree. You did not need Leia. Yeah. You didn't need some cute little kid. It could have been all about the Inquisitors and Kenobi and the and hunt. They had a cute little and robot the, and, and the, the hunt and everything yeah. after Order 66. Like it could have been strictly about kenobi being on the run yes. after he left uh what was the, well, the whole show the whole show could have just been them finding out where he was he had to leave the planet so they don't draw attention to luke yeah. um, and, and he can't go back until he loses the tail right like you know what i mean so it could have been they could have focused heavier on the inquisitor story their power struggle uh also the uh third sister they could have focused more on her on her, her yeah. motivation i get they were trying to drop that later in the show as like a surprise moment oh she was a youngling but i don't think a that really in, had in, to be in the republic but it's that just could like... have been dropped sooner and then you could have had the suspense of her knowing that she's sneaking around and like and you would have had that internal struggle yeah you would have had that triple uh uh way like the three different story perspectives no a hundred percent i mean you definitely didn't need leia to be in there don't get me wrong it was it was that shit drove me fucking crazy did it really especially her running from those grown-ass men and not them not being able to being able to catch i got like the strongest like old school uh uh power rangers vibes just from like you know 
seeing grown men purposefully run slower and crouch low. These 30 year old men like, cannot catch this 10 year old like, girl. I guarantee I'd have caught her in like three steps. <laughs> I don't give a fuck how much of the force she's got or not. I mean, hell, I catch my seven year old nephew and like, I don't even have to get her from the table. Like, he'll go to do something and be like, Yeah, you no. can totally just <laughs> kick her foot and make her trip herself. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. Yeah, that's true. So, anyway, let's, we're getting let's, off of the movie track. So, so we are getting off the movie So, track. my next one. All right. I got to remember. Um, took up my list. So there's so many that just came up, and it's like, what do you decide is, you know, most memorable? All right. Gremlins. Ooh, don't my, feed, my, them, uh, don't feed my, them after midnight. Don't get them wet. My, uh, my stepdad's creature. gonna love that one because that's one of his favorite. Well, it was really? especially like as a kid. It, I mean, it had so much like merchandising kind of uh, things as well. But no, it did. That cute little creature that then turns into a monster when you don't take care of it. Who g- guess what they look like? Wow. Or Grogu. Grogu. <laughs> Just with no Jesus. hair. Yo, that that troubling age. In college for Yoda. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of interesting that they chose that same, you know, they basically look the same. Gizmo and Grogu look, you know. Oh, and didn't they actually like say the hairless, that? He's like the hairless cat version mm-hmm. uh, of Gizmo. They gotta get out of here. Come on. Yeah. That is... And did, that I, is his name, right? Gizmo? Gizmo. And I think Gizmo, yeah. well, the creators kind of called him out and said that they kind of ripped him off. Oh, I, fuck off. It's been so long. I, yeah, I think it's bullshit. Yeah, what's it been, like 35 years? Everything has those big, big kitty eyes now. It and, does look a lot alike, though. But it, it's not that but, odd I mean, of a it's, shape. I mean, well, I mean a, he, he's a Yoda or whatever the fuck they're... Yeah, whatever they that they species they is. They never say, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, even well, they the, do actually in the books. No, and my dad could tell you. No, I've read a lot of it. They my, don't. I, I think my dad could actually tell you the species. Uh, as far as I am aware, no. You know what? I mean, I, I've read a ton. I will go the, home and I will ask him. Yeah, then, if you can. Yeah, and then if I'm I'll, wrong, I'll, I'll post I'm wrong, it in the but, comic zone later tonight. Yeah, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But as far as I know, they never yeah. got too far into that. And I actually uh, really dug that they never did. Yeah. Like, because, like, for any writer to just, you know, assume that they could step in and fill in that, you know, that section of story. It's like, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Who the fuck do you think you are coming in here and telling us where Yoda's from? Suck a dick. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, it, it's, uh, but yeah, I mean, from from my knowledge, I think my dad has actually told me that uh, Yoda does have a species within the uh, Star Wars universe, but uh, going back to uh, Gremlins, it was uh, it was a very uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. 1984. 1984. But didn't Jim Henson also do the puppeteering? Or... It, it totally looks like it. Right. Um, it, I'm, I'm, I have it on IMDb right now. Um, but yeah, it was just <laughs> classic, and, uh, and classic movie. And for Vince, sure. Vince says, "Yeah, damn straight about uh, Gremlins." Oh really? Yeah, of course. Corey Feldman was in it. Yes, he was. And by the way, I want to give a shout out to uh, Vince and his thing about Bambi. Uh, you you can fuck off, buddy. <laughs> That's a horrible movie. That's his dad. That's not, my dad. Not, Don't tell my dad yeah. to fuck off. Not oh, that, that was your dad? Oh, yeah. not, Vincent's, not Vince. Oh, I'm sorry. I, oh, yeah, Vince. yeah. He can fuck off. No, no, no. Vince can definitely fuck off. <laughs> sorry. Not your dad. I don't want to create burn any bridges before no, I Vin- build them yet. 
If, if you meant Vince, like uh, Marino, yeah, for sure he can fuck off. Yeah, that's exactly a... what I meant. Okay, now Which... now that I'm looking at Gremlins on IMDb, I see one that I should have had on this list that I didn't. Uh oh, Beetlejuice. Oh my god, uh, there you go, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, dude, Beetlejuice. Yep, some. I mean, you could add almost any Jim Henson movie, and, and you wouldn't be off base as far. Yeah. Like, look at fucking Nightmare Before Christmas. But I mean, in all fairness, Edward like Howie Mandel was the Gizmo voice. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, because he didn't do Bobby's World. Okay, yeah, he did sorry. do Bobby's World. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I had no idea. I had no idea about that. That's crazy. Howie Mandel, huh? Yep. Okay, so my next movie. But hold on, before we get there, Michael Keaton in Beetlejuice. Yeah, great. Holy great hell, great stuff like that. And that. Uh, and Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. Um, yep. Um, you know. Yeah. That and whole movie about... is. Pretty much flawless. Even the second one's great. And did who who um the day cartoon was weird. The, the banana boat song, yeah, banana boat song, yeah. That's exactly what it is. And the, the cartoon, f- yeah. I remember watching the cartoon a lot, actually. Really? You, I don't think you I never saw that. Yeah, no, you're a little bit. Would you say like you're 28? Yeah. So I was born in '94. Okay. So uh, you might have seen it, but it would have been on like. Not Cartoon Network. But. No, it was like a you know what what whatever channel Garfield was on, and it was oh. it was at a week. It was didn't that, last get, very long. Was that like an AMC network? No, I don't know. It Might was have like been a like Sunday Saturday morning cartoon. It was like Channel Twenty, in, or it was not the Fox affiliate, but it might have been on Boomerang. Oh, you're probably right. It was probably but on that, Boomerang. That was all like nostalgic cartoons, like older cartoons, the Super Friends and. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. <laughs> that shit's amazing. Who doesn't love that? You know, meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. Uh, you know, Wonder Twins. Hey, I just got a notification that we are live. That's uh, Nuh-uh. That's about an hour Oh, late. God. <laughs> I thought we were just bullshitting here. I thought we were. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my next movie, Sin City. Sin City. I got to say, as far as... Um, so of course Spider Man really set in my mind that we you know is like an epiphany to me. Oh, we can make comic book movies that look great and don't suck. Yeah. So then when uh, Robert Rodriguez comes out and makes Sin City three hundred, um, Sin City was maybe that I maybe have seen that movie more times than any other movie on this planet. Even, wow. even Pulp Fiction, because that is a flawless movie to me as far as comic book movies go. If I want to, if I, if I look at every comic book movie ever made, now remind and then, me, and then I, and then I go, which one is the most accurate and true to the book that it came from? It has to be Sin City. Because you look frame by frame a lot of the times, and you're getting the same image. Yeah. Um, the attention to going the extra mile to doing a whole new aesthetic that never had been done in movies before, with the black and white, and then you know, contrast with the bright reds and yellows and all the different colors. Such an amazing movie, and it's a shout out to those older 1950s movies. You know. 
The like, noir. Uh, yes, yeah, the, the noir, noir type noir films where, uh, to me, that is flawless when it comes to comic book movies. The only thing that comes close, I would say, is The Watchmen. Mm. <clears throat> See, as far as Sin City goes, and I've said it before, I didn't appreciate it until later because it was too close to the Pulp Fiction and all that, that I think I was expecting Pulp Fiction and it wasn't, it was something different. And yeah. it wasn't until years later that it kind of had room to breathe. And then I came back to, it, it's like, damn, that was a good it's movie. A fucking great movie. And visually Solid, compelling. Yeah. Just like, just like reading a comic book. Like, even, even the second one. And I've never read the actual, throat, but... I've not actually read the comics itself. Even the second movie, um, a, a Dame to Kill For, for one, has one of my favorite women on this entire fucking planet. Oh, and Frank Miller and Quentin Tarantino. E- Eva Green. Oh. So Frank Miller, who wrote the comic, yeah, yes. and uh, Vincent, Vincent brought that up too. Yeah. Um, also, the second movie's great. Name to Kill for Eva Green, one of my favorite ladies on this planet. Love her. She always shows her titties. And like every movie, shows her titties. Uh, she's in 300, the second 300 movie, too. Really? Which is fucking great, too. Like, so all those movies, and I kind of lump 300 along with, um, you can kind of throw, uh, because they're made like they're both Robert Rodriguez, they are, uh, both done in that extreme aesthetic where they really focus on trying to make it look like the book. And that's another one that, I mean, those are so close to the source material. I think they're both like equally great. And I think you can also throw uh, Max Payne in that. Fucking Max yeah. Payne. Yeah, you can throw that movie in that same kind of aesthetic there with, uh, you know, the the way they did the cinematography, very L.A. noir kind of yeah. uh, mentality that goes with it. Um, that's a great point. Yeah, I mean that's definitely one that you could throw in there along with uh, Sin City and uh, and, and another know, one they tried to keep running with that trope and then or the that you know that crazy aesthetic theme and they uh, he did another one the spirit hmm I don't um, know. that's the one a, about the horse that's a not the one about the horse <laughs> no, yeah <laughs> no. yeah yeah good point good point no, yeah I remember <laughs> that was yours. <laughs> they it did not take off. It's a cool fucking movie. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out. Just if you're a fan of comic book movies, but it's not as good as Sin City or 300 or even the sequels of those, respectively. Like those, I know the sequels of each of those movies weren't great uh, in a lot of people's eyes, but I uh, tend to be more forgiving. Yeah, especially when it's like a a sequel to something that I really, 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 really loved. Well, when you're when you know, as far as not being uh, too critical um, about things, you know, when it comes to the nostalgic factor, I feel as though that most of us, you know, we are so enveloped within the nostalgia of a movie that we refuse to see their faults, see their faults. So that is a good question Uh, of these top movies. If we go back and watch them, would they still have the appeal? One that I was on almost on my list was in, in the same reason. If I watch it again, I think I'd be disappointed would be, um, never ending story. And 
the, where I want to bring this up is some of these. Nostalgia. Was that on your list? It was. It was on my watch list. I don't know if it was because it's one I liked and one I think I hated at the same time. But um, that movie fucking freaked me out when I was a kid. It, but what when we're talking about nostalgia, looking at this kind of new kind of nostalgia, like we see in Stranger Things, um, or like the or, where it's everything is new. It's not a new. It's a new story. But they're bringing all these nostalgic factors back into it. They're bringing in Ghostbusters and the Ghostbuster outfits. They're bringing in old classic D&D stuff. Or even like bringing back metal songs from Metallica, bring, uh, being back on the charts after so many decades of being on the shelf. And so how this nostalgic property can be brought back still with new blood. And I think of the remakes, that's what the difference you between were kinda, which failed and which didn't. You were kind of saying the same thing about uh, Spider-Man, the new one. Yeah. And like, how's it going to hold up in 10 years? Are you going to be able to go back and go, well, yeah, that was still an amazing flick. So it's nine months later. I'm still saying, yes, it's still an amazing flick. But we'll yeah. And I agree with you 100%. Okay, so and looking, now I'm, I'm a little on the bias side because of, you know, my love for Spider-Man, obviously. But, you know, I mean, even after the, the Sam Raimi uh films even after andrew garfield i don't actually know who directed that uh but i mean in the those tom, movies were great dude tom holland ones like i just don't ever think that like 10 15 20 years in the future i'm gonna look back on those and be like you know that wasn't that good of a film i always believe that the older i get they will still be very very close to me uh, well they're, they're it's a great story i think it's yeah. more than just like going to watch the movie it's uh nostalgia means comfort and like so comfort yeah uh, it's familiar you don't have to be surprised you can go back and where you know mouth the fucking entire film if you want to say all the lines no matter how yeah and it's the familiarity it's the comfort of watching a movie that you've seen a hundred times you know it's going to happen and i think um a good time to watch those movies is when you're like maybe down yeah, or yours, you know, it's you know, cold and rainy out, and you're feeling a little down in the dumps. Time for spaceballs. Yeah, you watch a yeah. <laughs> Time you watch for Tommy old, Boy. You know, watch like, an old movie that's not going to surprise you that you know you love, and um, I think that's the appeal is you can always count, and that's like you're saying, can you go back and watch these movies and still appreciate them? Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, and I think you appreciate these movies more. As you uh, then, then maybe something new because you know they are not going to let you down. Yeah, actually, I didn't think of. I, I was thinking a of a point. It's like was, an old friend. Yeah, yeah. Old... I, I was thinking about it like you know years down the line, but I think you're absolutely right of just rewatching it and like you know feeling like it's such a comfort to know that like you even, know it's coming. You even know... though you know the scene, you know what's going to happen, you know the line, like. You're, you're laughing at a joke before it even comes. Like, because uh, you've Beth, heard it a hundred thousand times. Talks about this watching friends watching over friends and over and over and yeah. over again. And like, just knowing, laughing at the jokes before they come. And you just. Absolutely. I think it's more than just like watching the movie, it's the feeling. It's like remembering how you felt when you watched it the first time or when you watched it the 10th time when you were a kid, like uh, Ninja Turtles. Oh, this was another one that was on my list. How and, did we not maybe, talk about that yet? Maybe the most mis- nostalgic of my movies because I grew up uh, wearing those v- VHSs out. Me like, too. Watching all three of them. Yeah, I started off with this, the cartoon. 
like the after school cartoon. So, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah that's sure. that was where I got hooked, and that's like when I think TMNT. That's yeah, sure. my brain goes and, first. And like but the no, movie was a great lead into that. It they match meshed well. They really did, and especially when you get into the second and the third movie. Those are closer to the cartoon. Um, first movie is uh, a little darker, a little more serious. Yeah, um, and a lot more on the comic book uh, spectrum of like aesthetic feeling. So, uh, if I could interrupt you real quick, no, go ahead. I actually did not enjoy uh, the third TMNT. It's uh, you know, I think that's one of the movies that you have to maybe grew up with, like we said, nostalgia. Right, right. Um, it does. It's not a. <laughs> It's not a masterpiece by any means. No, and I don't... But I think if you grew up watching the cartoon, you grew up with the other two movies. Um, so I grew up with like the me, comic books. Uh, my dad actually had like a like five fucking cases of comic books. They had like 150 or 200 uh, comics in them. And so I would dig through there and I would read X-Men and Marvel. Fucking lucky and, you, man. No, believe me. That would I know. so... My dad's great. comics got washed away in a flood in the basement. Yeah, eventually, mine too. Eventually, ours did too. Floods. Eventually, my, ours my, did uh, too. Well, so Vince, my my stepdad who's in the chat right now, he t- tells the uh, story. Didn't he tell us he, on the show? He did, yeah. Um, he sold his collection to a guy, went to go oh, shit. Uh, rebuy it some years later, come to find out it got ruined in a house flood and all of it's oh. gone. So... That's fucking unfortunate. That is super unfortunate. But as I was saying, like the the TMNT uh, one and two, I I died for two. Like I watched that. I great movie. I like especially because of Vanilla Ice, Ninja. Ninja. It was a little bit because of the music. It really was because I thought the music was super solid. I love that fucking movie. Go Ninja, go Ninja, and go. I wanna, you know? <laughs> yeah, and then when they're out dancing on the floor, yeah, man, they're like. Yeah, like that fucking sick and movie. And it came with so a free cool. personal pizza from Pizza Hut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might have a been the wise man game. once said, never pay full price for, for late pizza. For late pizza. <laughs> yeah, no. He's I like, mean... come on, man. I couldn't find the address. It's like, <laughs> oh, what was it? Something and a half? Court, or yeah. so he's like in between buildings. Yeah, it was like 54 and a half or whatever is what he says. Yeah. Yeah. That shit's fucking great movies. Hundred um, percent. And talking of practical effects, like how flawless. I think that was Jim Henson again. If it, we're being it honest, definitely yeah. is. And just we're from that same school of thought. the way those the faces moved on them, um, the some... eyes. I yeah. mean, the eyes were incredible. Yeah, they could they actually just, display emotion. I how mean, they I... could do those flips, kicks. Oh my uh, god! Wasn't that incredible? Everything in those those suits that weighed like a extra hundred pounds or whatever. And when I found out, because you know, as a kid growing up watching them, all like, oh my god, they actually got like mutated turtles. And <laughs> yeah, they're real. They're real. I knew it. And then uh, you know, you get to a certain age, and you're all like, oh my fucking god, there are people in those costumes Damn, doing that. And, and actually, and actually, <laughs> I read Mustang. That costume. I, I, I read somewhere. So, you know the Asian guy in the second one? The pizza delivery guy? Yeah. I want to say he was one of the stuntmen from the first movie. 
Oh shit! Like so he was one of the guys in one of the suits and doing like stuff. Oh, so like he was probably recycle parts like that all the time. He, well, he, no, 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 not recycle, but he actually played a part in the second movie. In the he was second movie, pizza so. delivery guy. He was like their little buddy, who do, who actually knew how to do fucking. Yeah, kind and of I want to say he, if you're in the comments and you know, uh, let us know if I'm right about that. Um, I'm pretty sure he was a stuntman for the first film. And I want to say for Donatello. Oh, what? Oh, so he was actually one of the turtles. I thought yes. he was part of the foot. Yep. Wow, okay. He... Yep, okay, so Sean's saying he was Donatello in the first movie. God damn, that's awesome. Ernie Reeves Jr. Yeah, Re- Reyes. Reyes. Sorry, I can't... I'm blind. <laughs> Even with the glasses. I'm huh? old. <laughs> I'm these, old. These are for distance, not for near up. Right, nope. right. I'm getting we, old enough. I can't read shit. You got to put your up. laptop right like next to the B sign. One here. of those like mirror things in front of the monitor that makes everything <laughs> bigger. Bigger. Yeah. <laughs> so where are we at on time here, Holmes? So uh, we, I think we each got another. I've got one, one more. We got one more time uh, for one more piece. Why not? So this is one that had to make my list back to the future. Oh, oh the, you can't even say just one of those movies. You though. gotta say it's, all it's, three it's, of those. It's, it's all, that's all one movie. Yeah, it, you, it really gotta say, you gotta say the whole trilogy. Yeah, the whole thing's there. one movie to me. Because yeah, it and the storyline fits together from, so fucking well. Yeah, it's, to mention, so, it's so seamless. You have to put them all as one. And just my love of time travel stories. That it, it's that's where it started. Yeah, I'm sure with that movie and just like the picture fading so i have a picture i can show you on my bar that reminds me of the back to the future picture because it only has two of my cousins in it and it looks like there's a third person missing and you're all like you're fucking so i call my back you? to the future picture because oh, like, like somebody got deleted so I, you know look at it to see who one and wonder who got deleted <laughs> that's awesome like you got your arm out here and they're it's not like there. they're not there anymore <laughs> jesus no, it's just a, it's just a weird photo but that's weird that's what it always reminds me of i would always... actually reminds me that i should have been there what would my life been if i was in colorado at that time or in that part of Colorado? oh yeah yeah. So that's that's why I think it realistically reminds me of the Back to the Future. It's like, because di- what if I didn't go away to college and what if I stayed at home? Yeah. So yeah. that's what that... So maybe you're the one missing from the picture. That's what I think. Oh, my God. So you guys like are a, fucking with my head so, so hard. So that's like a fucking like a clash in universes. Like, that's where... We yeah. merged with another fucking reality. So, so do you ever like go to flip on the light and go to the wrong side of the wall? Yes, I have done that actually like yeah. several times within the last couple of weeks. So all right, man, people are fucking with time, man. Or like, yeah. Doctor, <laughs> you know what I dug about the new Doctor Strange was their talk of like dreams being your glimpse into other oh timelines and realities. That crazy. Yeah. Like, so you're actually seeing another version of you living their life as you dream. Like, what a fucking great concept. But, like, that doesn't make a lot of sense for weird-ass dreams. You say that. Like, yeah, you know where you be... walk in and so... you know you're wearing a fucking chicken on your head and I, I was some getting, chick you haven't seen since drag. elementary school. Is like, <laughs> you know. I had a dream. I was getting gas, buck-ass naked. Yeah. It was like a Nick going to school naked dream, but, that but could I was be reality. Gas. Maybe I mean, there's a reality. Maybe where I every... didn't give a fuck. I was just too worried about people being embarrassed because they saw me naked. Yeah, but if you went to that universe, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. If you, if you went to that universe and had clothes on, people would look at you like you're a fucking lunatic. But like, why is his dick put up? It's like, oh, Bill's finally on his medication. Thank <laughs> yeah, he's wearing he's clothes just, again. What a fucking lunatic! On. What a crazy guy! Look Pretty at this boy. guy! Look at him. He's wearing a shirt. <laughs> He's got pants on. Pants. <laughs> what a fucking weirdo. Who does that? 
Yeah. We wear pants on our heads. <laughs> or just socks. Yeah, no, socks. I think uh, both those choices. I mean, obviously, Multiverse of Madness and then uh, all three. Of we can't count figures. any MCU movies yet. Oh, as no? far as like nostalgia. Well, I don't think so. Maybe. Maybe. Not how, new ones, how I suppose. The That's probably not MCU. Wait, but can not we, MCU. hold on. Can we not count Iron Man 1? Maybe the first run of movies. Mm, Iron Man 1 is definitely MCU. And I think no, I, saying, I know it is, but I'm saying can we can we include that because it is I think you could as far as like impact. Yeah. Because what is that like twelve years ago? In a while. If not longer. I think it's two thousand ten, right? Think, I know I actually think it was two thousand nine, so I think it's uh, been thirteen years. Yeah, it's been a while. See, it doesn't work nostalgic for me because I'm not that young. To maybe somebody like a Gen Z. So I'm sitting here trying that to think be, of my last movie. Which is what weird. I'm or, a millennial, bro. Like, Gen Z, so even younger than you, the next generation before you. Yeah, so oh, I think... Oh, okay. I have... Okay. I got a really good Sean movie. says count Iron Man. I, I'm I'm with it. I think that can... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, we, it's on the Okay, cost. we'll count Iron Man. That's We'll count that, it. Just that first run of MCU movies. Kids. Yeah. I don't think okay, Iron Man I 2 have, yet or Iron Man 3, but definitely Iron Man 1. I have a really fucking great pick for right. my last one. Okay. Demolition Man. Oh, shit. That's one I watched a lot. I think that is uh, great as a comedy. Yeah. Great, great as an action movie. It's Wesley, Wesley Snipes at his absolute best. It's fucking uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. At some of his best. You got Rob Schneider in there. Oh, I forgot you had Schneider in uh, there. You got the seashells. Yeah. I don't know if I, I don't remember it if I've seen it. It's I, What it's the on, fuck are you talking about? Dude, it's, it's like, on Netflix. You definitely got to check oh that shit out. Oh my god, you got to watch it. Oh this. wait, 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 wait. No, when they're like the Oh, and he's like the It's like the punk He's like rock a super movie. No, no. 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 Okay, in the beginning Re- I'm thinking Repo Man. Yeah, uh, you're Re- thinking Sylvester Repo Sylvester Man. Sylvester Stallone's like this super badass cop in like the 90s. Uh he I remember super the trailers. Badass. I remember what it looks like, but I don't remember if I actually watched Dude, it. Dude, such a fucking great movie. Yeah, you should watch that shit tonight. Make Beth watch. You should really watch that movie. <laughs> like She's uh, not going to like it. It's so basically, I'll give you a little bit of a rundown. Sylvester Stallone is like basically a super cop. Um, not like superhuman, but he is just like your quintessential b- super badass action hero. Um, He's Mel Gibson. His uh, nemesis is Wesley Snipes, who is this uh, psychopathic, uh, so I, badass motherfucker. And uh, I'm getting it confused with Judge Dredd. Well, hold on. So Wesley Snipes, similar, uh, kidnaps a bunch of people in the beginning of, of the movie. Uh, Sylvester Stallone makes the wrong call, gets everybody killed, so they both have to go to prison. But prison is you getting frozen uh, for, like, whatever, 30 years or whatever. Um, Long enough to make a difference. Somehow or another, Wesley Snipes gets uh, brought back. But also, while you're in uh, suspended animation, they are programming you with uh, like tasks like learning how to knit or like stuff that will make you less aggressive. But somebody tampered with Wesley Snipes programming stuff and he learned all kinds of Kung Fu and, you know, all about guns and it makes him like even worse. So they have to revive Sylvester Stallone to 
in the future because they have like a crazy peaceful society and they they won't even touch it's really kind of funny because it kind of mirrors society today like people won't like high five each other they almost do and then they <laughs> do like a swirly thing they don't yeah. wipe their asses with toilet paper in, anymore there's these these three uh seashells but they never tell you how uh those work and they and like Sandra he'll be Bullock. like and he'll be like oh how are you supposed to use these and they'll just laugh oh he doesn't know how to use the shells <laughs> but they never explain it how you wipe your ass with the three seashells uh, so good fucking luck <laughs> and and taco bell uh there was a big that's the only food was Taco Bell. Yeah, well, every restaurant is Taco Bell. That's no what I. What that's what I remember yeah. about that movie. Yeah. They they it's won the, the Taco franchise. Bell. Taco you Bell would. won the franchise war. Yeah, they will. So the give it, give it thirty like years. They're going to like a five star restaurant and it's Taco Bell. Yeah, and it's just like tiny little or, you know, like versions of like a chalupa or whatever the <laughs> fuck. It's such a fucking cool movie. It's so funny. It is like it's oh, the perfect no like sex. action. And Sean the says, reason you're thinking of Judge Dredd. Wait, what Sean say? The they, reason they you're had thinking no sex in the future either. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. would do like a VR yeah. headset, and then they would just like get the feeling of it. And yeah, he goes like Sandra Bullock. She's like, "You want to have sex?" He's like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> she whips out these headsets. He's like, "Uh, what in the fuck?" That is, uh, so, I'm sorry, that is not how I thought that worked. <laughs> it's such a fucking good movie, you should watch it. Yeah. Because no. he can't figure out how to use the seashells at one point. And so he's like, I really got a shit. And you get like uh, tickets for cussing and shit. There'll be like a thing on the wall. You have been fined 25 whatever for using profanity. And it spit out a ticket out of this thing on the wall. So he went up and he's like, Fuck you, cocksucker, eat a dick, uh, you blow me. And he's just pulling out handfuls of these tickets to go wipe his ass with. <laughs> it is so fucking funny, man. Like, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. One of my favorites. I forgot for about sure. that part. Thank you so much for reminding me. Everyone but that is should, so goddamn funny. If you're in the chat, you're watching, you're anybody, we, everyone go back and watch Demolition Man. Yeah. It is a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> Yes, and that's my final pick for our nostalgic movies. Who's last? You got one more, Zach. I think I do. It was going to be an honorable mention, but knowing the age of you now, and then obviously <laughs> knowing the age of <laughs> ah, you, Jesus, I don't know if you guys would know it, but it was knowing like how age ancient you are. It was like a two thousand, maybe two thousand two year movie. It's called The Last Action Hero with Oh uh, my God, you that's do know another it. fucking great movie. Thank you so much. I thought I was gonna get so much hate oh, for loving a, that goddamn movie, but it, it goes was right so, there. It, it goes hand in hand with Demolition Man. There, those over the top. Yeah, action films. Uh, just ridiculous action films that are just so cheesy. They're amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. I did not think anybody else was going to be with yeah, me on that. I don't film. even think you know that movie. I don't. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I know. I know uh, again, it's so old. Like that time frame was college for you. Okay. So, so um, uh, the basic premise, to... basic premise of the movie is yeah, he's kid, really good at doing this. I'm just going to let this him kids, the your quintessential loner nerd kid he likes to go to the movies he goes by himself he gets a golden ticket yeah to a movie 
And uh, I think you make a wish. I can't no, no, remember. No, no, because they had the weird like. It's uh, kind of like the page master thing, right? And they had the weird uh, projectionist that was also taking his ticket. And he's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What do you want or whatever? And so, and then so and this is a special ticket. His favorite movie star is Arnold Schwarzenegger, not Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger in the movie. He's just an action hero. But so. Basically, he jumps into the movie. He does. Not the other way. And I think it goes both ways, because I think uh, Arnold's character ends up coming into the real world, too. No. Well, at first, he feels like, I think it's like an imaginary thing, like we're seeing into his imagination. I think, yeah, I think it goes both ways. So and, he goes into Arnold's world. And, and then Arnie, when he goes back the next time, comes into his world. And that's kind of, it's a cheesy, kind of weird concept. But also, it's in that like kind of hazy realm of like the early '90s where they could do more questionable shit on what is essentially a kids' movie. Yeah, but there's really kind of messed up shit happening, kind of darker scenes where it would freak a kid out. Right. I mean, yeah, that's actually kind of what I remember is a few darker scenes where I was all like, the very end when, oh, shit, I don't when know he's if like I hanging off the building and they got yeah. that like psychopathic. Jack the Ripper character, which right. is Arnold's nemesis, nemesis in, the in the movie. And he's legit scary, dude. He is for real fucking scary. Like, I mean, imagine if you're me. I'm What is it, 2002? I'm 10, 8 years old. <laughs> like, Yeah, they push it a little. It's not like Disney-fied, like we like to say. It's Yeah. Like, this you know how they looks did... like an... Uh, the jacket cover looks like a comic book. Yeah, yeah it's totally it's, a comic book. It's totally book. badass. It they is. should make variants of this cover for last action hero let me see um it's gonna be weird what and the camera's gonna totally flip around yeah he's jumping through it you can see arnold's boot and like him swinging through like the explosion and then you've got like don't you have like the wind uh stripes on the side well and you got it's just yeah it's just i mean you got an orange wash kind of coming from behind him and because of the 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 way the film is, they're able to break the third or the fourth wall very easily. Bit. I know, and, I, and I they and they they this, make but... fun of like action movie tropes, him walking away from the explosion, everything. Uh, yeah. You know, nineteen ninety three, him. Oh my god, the uh, year I the year before I was born. So yes, oh shit, they'll have that old. They'll have him walking from the explosion, walking around, oh, not geez. getting. <laughs> Not getting shot by like the bad guys, even though he's not taking cover, never running out of bullets in his gun, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's and they, that and they do that. They do that stuff on purpose, though. They do to it. like make fun of action movies. So, so it's like definitely a badass action movie making fun of action movies. Now that you know that the film was made in '93, have you seen it? I think I have. Again, I think You've I've seen probably it, but seen it. like I don't remember. Right. I mean, okay. that was, that was, yeah. Yeah. It was a long time ago, sonny boy. <laughs> it was a long time. You know, time. what's great is we've actually kept people watching on the live stream the whole episode. Have we really? And I'd like to say thanks again to everybody who has stuck around, checked out our live episode. Anybody who's listening to our episodes uh, on the regular, you guys are the shit. Thank um, you so much. And thank you guys for having me, by dude, the way. Dude, this was like, really awesome. You should come back more. I absolutely will whenever you guys want me to come drag back. Drag you back in here a lot. Drag uh, you back in here a lot. Speaking of dragon, like I said, check out Dragon These Balls this week. 
we're gonna be doing dragon ball super superheroes that movie's coming out thursday um and we'll be dropping our recording friday probably drop the episode monday so next week can i just say what a great name dragging these dragging these balls are isn't it great no it, it is uh, well, that... would you expect anything less from a podcast with Vince on it. <laughs> you know what? I keep forgetting Vince is on it, but no, now that now, I think now about that it, you, absolutely you. not. What and a, honestly, what our latest animal, ep- that guy. <laughs> honestly, our latest episode, it took us a little time to catch our stride on him, but I think we really did on our latest one, episode six, the Frieza saga. Chelsea was on there. Yeah. Um, really, really fucking funny episode. Go check that out, dude. It's and then, like I said, we're going to be covering the new movie. Really excited about that. I don't think I'll be here for that one. Nope, that's not here. We usually shoot, uh, record those at my house. But Oh, okay. Um, those episodes are fucking... We should have you on one. I really would be great to have you on one, Bill, but like, I just don't Maybe know. Maybe I need to watch the movie and... <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I See, I just... I just need to catch up. It's just so out of my uh, normal. Yeah, you're not an anime guy, though. That's fine. It's really not that big a deal. Like, uh, Ted's really great on those episodes, too. Chelsea fell right in uh, as far as, like, talking about Frieza. She was <laughs> she was really great on that just because it's her faves. Um, so, yeah, check those episodes out. Um, and... You know, we had a really great Lord of the Rings episode uh, recently with Chelsea's brother, Scott. Got a lot of great uh, episodes all on yeah, Spotify, ton, iTunes. Ton you episodes know. out. We're close to 50 now, dude, yeah. which, you know, wow, I don't think flies. I don't think I'm going to consider us legit podcasters till we hit 100. But we're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. We can't say we're professionals until 100 episodes. And make sure to check out the comiczone.com. Each of our episodes are starting to add links to all of the different kind yes. of pod feeders as far as like iTunes. So wherever you get it to list, like to listen, you can find links for it on the comiczone.com. Yes. So um, we're adding more and more stuff there as time progresses and we get cheap labor to do it for us free. Yes. And <laughs> hashtag free, baby. <laughs> Follow us, uh, you know, Twitter, um, Instagram, all the stuff, Facebook. We also have the group on Facebook as well. Come join Yeah, us feel free Instagram. to come and join us. I mean, we post a lot of really good stuff in there. Yeah, drop uh, some memes with us and have a good time. If, if you're nostalgic like us, you're absolutely going to love it. You're going to love some of the new artist concepts for uh, new characters that I've seen on there. I've seen some Harley Quinns. I've seen some Jokers, uh, Batmans. Even some Spider-Mans. Uh, yeah, lots, which, of, lots of ton of good art. Speaking so. of which, uh, can anyway. we, can, hold on. Can we talk about the, uh, just real quick. We're running out of music, buddy. We're going to stop. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But I was going to say uh, the new uh, cover photo for the Comic Zone. What? Oh, which one? Uh, which one is it? Well, it's a Spider-Man one. I don't know if you've seen it. I don't think so. Um, you want to... I, Hold on, I'll bring it up. Okay, up. yeah, go ahead and bring that up for me. Uh, I don't, I don't know if it's changed yet or not. I hope not. Mm, it changes almost daily. So, funny enough, I'm. Oh no, I had the chick with the plunger on her head. Oh, okay, sucks. so I'm talking about the Spider-Man with like <laughs> the fucking nine-foot cock. 
Oh, the one. Yeah, <laughs> you know the one. That one was older. Yeah. All right. So now that I just got out of the way. Uh, okay. That uh, that just blew my fucking mind when I saw that. I, <laughs> that I, was a picture of me in my new Spider-Man suit. Oh my god! Well, way to go, Mike, guys. Yeah. Way to fucking go. My spider cock. <laughs> Follow the Comic Zone. Yeah. Wherever you get your podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google Play, Apple, blah 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 blah, and thecomiczone.com. All the good stuff. Yep. This has been the Comic Zone. Thanks, Zach, for coming. Thank you, Mike. Thank uh, you, Bill. Bill, you're ugly. Thank you. Peace.